I'm Kate Botello, your host of Classical Sprouts. If you love this podcast, please donate to help Sprouts continue to grow. Go to classicalsprouts.org slash donate. Thanks. Life-size mechanical dolls? A shiny new bell? Rescues, ladders, and love? It's time to get out your point shoes because we're dancing in the ballet this week. All that and more as we listen to Leo Delib's ballet, Capelia. Today on Classical Sprouts! Welcome to Classical Sprouts, the awesome classical music podcast for kids. I'm Kate Botello, and today we're going to talk about the story and the music for the ballet called Coppelia by the French composer Léo Delib, based on a weird little story by author E.T.A. Hoffman. But first, let's start with a Quizlet question. Now, since we're talking about gears a little bit, today's question is going to be about bicycles. What is known as the world's biggest annual sporting event that has been going on since 1903? What huge sporting event has been going on since 1903 and involved a ton of bicycles? Any guesses? We'll give you some more facts and hints through the episode, so stick around for the end of the show and we'll tell you the answer. Composer Léo Delib was born in France in 1836 and started out as both a church organist and as a theater musician. But he really liked working in theater, so he started focusing on that and began composing opera and operettas for the theater. He really started to make it big with his ballet, Coppelia, which premiered in 1870. He'd also go on to write other well-known works, such as the ballet Sylvia, and the opera Lacme, which includes this super-famous piece, The Flower Duet. For Capelia, Delib worked with the librettist Charles-Louis Atien-Nuiter. This libretto was included in the program audience members would have received when they saw the ballet so they could read along with the story of what was happening on stage. The libretto and the story of Capelia was based on E.T.A. Hoffman's short story Der Sandman, The Sandman. Another of his strange little stories was made into another immensely famous ballet, the Nutcracker. The character of Dr. Coppelius in Coppelia is not unlike Hoffman's sinister Herr Drosselmeier in The Nutcracker, another guy making life-size mechanical dolls that dance. Okay, that's a little strange. The 
The music is what makes this ballet really special, though. It's incredibly expressive, and it reflects the characters and the images on stage. This was a pretty new idea at the time, and some considered it to be a tone poem, or that Delib used the sound of the orchestra and the colors that he was choosing by using different instruments to create the feeling of the environment and not just what was going on. Delib created beautiful melodies, and he also used something called a leitmotif, which is a musical theme that is associated with a certain character, location, or idea that is repeated throughout the score in moments where this character is present. An idea is important, or they are physically at a certain location. Delib also blended classical composition with different regional folk dance music styles, including the Hungarian charlash, a Spanish bolero, and a Scottish jig, or jig. So what is this ballet all about? Here's a story. Dr. Capelius is an inventor who creates life-size mechanical dolls. And he makes one named Coppelia, named after himself. And this doll is so beautiful and so lifelike that Franz, a young man in this village, falls in love with it. Falls in love with the doll. But the tricky part is that Franz is already engaged to and in love with a wonderful girl whose name is Swanhilda. But Swanhilda shows Franz the truth about Capelia through some trickery and, spoiler alert, ultimately saves him from some major trouble at the end. And although this ballet can get pretty dark and creepy, I mean, it's got a bunch of, like, dancing mechanical dolls in it, and they're really weird, but it is a comedy, and at its core, it's a story of love and of heroism. So now that we know the general plot, let's really get into the music and the story. So let's set the scene, or the mise-en-scene. We're in a really cute country village, and the town is about to get a shiny new bell for the market square. And the mayor says to celebrate the new bell, he'll give a nice pile of money to any young couples that get married when it arrives. So here's a young couple, Franz and his girlfriend, Swanhilda. They were planning to get married anyway, so they decide to have the ceremony when the bell arrives. The townspeople dance to one of the most popular pieces from this ballet, the mazurka, which is the country dance of all the happy people in the town square.
But then, Franz notices a beautiful woman sitting very still, reading on a balcony at Dr. Capelius's house. Now, Franz and Swanhilda are supposed to be dancing happily with everybody else in town, but Franz cannot take his eyes off Capelia on her porch. Now, Swanhilda notices Franz noticing Capelia, and they're supposed to get married. Uh-oh! Have you ever heard of the old game of He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, where you pluck the petals off a flower? He loves me. Mm. He loves me not. He loves me. <laughs> I knew it! Well, Swanhilda tries the village version of that, where she shakes an ear of wheat near her head. Now, if this ear of wheat rattles, she'll know that Franz loves her. But if it doesn't, he doesn't. So she shakes the wheat, and there is no rattle. So she shakes it near Franz's head, and no, still no rattle. But he pretends like he hears it. But Swanhilda is no fool, and she knows the wheat did not rattle, and that Franz is not telling her the truth. So now, not only is he staring at another girl, he's also not being truthful with her. Whew. As I'm sure you can imagine, this leaves Swanhilda feeling pretty depressed. Poor Swanhilda. But listen, Swanhilda's a smart cookie, and she's going to start doing some detective work on this mysterious Dr. Capelius and his daughter, who sits so very still. What will she do? Let's find out after the break. During the break, make sure to follow us and rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you always know when a new episode is available and so more Sprouts like you can find out about us. Stick around, Sprouts. We'll see you right after the break. This new year, LifeKit wants to help you succeed because everyone needs a little help being human. It can seem so overwhelming. You're not alone. Who can I commit to being? If you want to do something, then just do it. Just take that first step. Great advice every week. Listen to Life Kit from NPR. At the beginning of the episode, I asked you, What's known as the world's biggest annual sporting event that's been going on since 1903. Now, here are some hints and some fun facts. Its nickname is Le Grand Boucle, which means the big loop. And in 2017, that loop was 2,200 miles and takes 23 days to complete. Any guesses? Stick around for the end of the show and we'll tell you the answer. Welcome back, Sprouts. Before the break, we met our main characters, Swanhilda and Franz, the young lovers, Coppelia, the woman sitting 
very still that Franz has become obsessed with, and Dr. Coppelius, the kind of creepy inventor in town who created Coppelia. Swanhilda doesn't appreciate the fact that Franz is in love with who she thinks is another woman, so she concocts a plan to figure out what is going on here. Swanhilda, the smart cookie, decides to play detective. She and her friends decide to sneak into Dr. Capelius's house, and when they get inside, they find something really weird. A bunch of people who are just sitting and staring and not moving, just like Capalia does. And then, Swanhilda figures it out. These are not people. These are mechanical wind-up dolls that look like people. They're basically like old-fashioned robots. Super weird. Then Swanhilda looks behind a curtain, finds Capelia sitting there, and dun 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 realizes that Capelia is also a doll. Swanhilda leaves Capelia behind the curtain, then she and her friends wind up all the dolls and they watch him dance around. Listen to how Delib made this music sound mechanical. So our life-size mechanical dolls are dancing around all over the house, and Swanhilda's figured out that Capelia is also a doll, and therefore not going to end up running off with Franz, so that should be great, right? But we still have some problems. First, it seems that Franz is trying to do a bit of detective work himself, and Swanhilda doesn't know it, but he's trying to sneak into the house, too, by climbing up a huge ladder outside the house, and... Problem number two, Dr. Capelius just got home. So what now? Well, Dr. Capelius is obviously really mad at finding a house full of village girls with his dolls running around everywhere, so he kicks them all out, all except our clever friend Swanhilda, who hides behind the curtain. And this is a good choice, because it turns out Dr. Capelius wants to bring his Capelia doll to life, and the only way to do that is... Dun, 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 by stealing Franz's life force and putting it into the Capelia doll. Ooh. So he knocks Franz out with a sleeping potion and prepares a magic spell to steal his soul. Do you think our brave Swan Hilda's just going to sit there and let that happen? Oh, no, no way. She does her bravest and smartest thing yet. She puts on the Capelia doll's clothes and pretends that the evil spell has worked and that the doll has come to life. She then creates a distraction by winding up all the other dolls, and while they run around in confusion, she sneaks Franz out of the house and saves him. 
Go Swan Hilda! Well, that was close. Swan Hilda has saved the day. We'll find out how things turn out for her and Franz after another Quizlet hint. Alrighty, so we know this huge sporting event has been going on for over 100 years, lasts 23 days, is over 2,000 miles long, and is a big loop. But did you know that you actually participate as a team? And together, if you collected each team member's sweat, you would have enough sweat to flush 39 toilets by the end of the race. That's a lot of sweat. We'll tell you the answer soon, so let's get back to Coppelia. We're wrapping up the story of Coppelia, but we still don't know how all of Swanhilda's heroism turned out. So let's go to Act 3. In Act 2, Swanhilda saved the day by rescuing Franz from Dr. Coppelia's evil plot to steal his life force and put it inside a mechanical doll. Which means, now they can get married! Yay! And they do! Yay! But not before Dr. Coppelia shows up all mad that Swanhilda foiled his wicked plans. Well, now it's the town's mayor's turn to save the day. Remember how he was giving Franz and Swanhilda a bag of money for getting married in honor of the new town bell? Well, it turns out He's got lots of bags of money, and he gives one to Dr. Capelius, who agrees to go away and leave Franz and Swanhilda alone. Hopefully, Franz and Swanhilda, and maybe even Dr. Capelius, can live happily ever The time has come to find out the answer to our Quizlet. At the beginning of the episode, I asked you which sporting event that started in 1903 is known as the world's largest. It's really long bike race that lasts almost a month and is over 2,000 miles. You think you know? It is, drum roll please, the Tour de France, or La Grande Boucle. Sometimes this big loop goes clockwise around France, and sometimes it goes counterclockwise. And sometimes it doesn't even happen in France. Other countries have begun hosting, and qualified cyclists from all over the world can participate. That's a lot of biking. Alrighty, Sprouts, thank you so much for listening to Leo Delib's ballet Coppelia with me today. With the beautiful music and the smart and spunky Swanhilda, it's definitely a favorite ballet for many dance companies. It even became the most performed ballet ever at the Paris Opera Ballet. We've got some more great content about this ballet, including the original program from the Paris Opera, and more on our website at classicalsprouts.org. So be sure to check us out there and follow us on Instagram at classicalsprouts. We share things there that we don't even cover on the podcast, so make sure to check it out. This episode of Classical Sprouts was produced by Emily Duncan Wilson with support from Amanda Sewell. Our digital content manager is Casey Brown. 
I'm Kate Botello. Bye-zies!